Welcome to Your Thought Life. I am your host, Michael Anderson. I'm professionally trained in cognitive behavior therapy and neuro-linguistic programming. I help people overcome mindset challenges. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that are released on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And by all accounts, if you're on a platform that supports it, please consider leaving us a rating and a review so that we can reach more people who are desiring this style of content. And thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Increasing the quality of your life is our topic for today. Consider this as an opening argument in a bustling world where the pursuit of success, fame, credibility, power, and wealth take full precedent in our lives. The essence of real, true fulfillment can sometimes elude us. Increasing the quality of your life can illuminate your path that directs Your focus toward truly what matters, family. And what matters is that you have fulfillment across all the environments that you operate in in a given day. Think about your interpersonal life, transition to your family, transition to what you do for a living, and then finally, how you give back and or other activities that you do to energize you and the people you come in contact with while doing so. Consider illumination to be like a guiding star, and it's going to underscore the importance of nurturing a profound connection. And this profound connection is really designed to enrich our emotional well-being and our personal growth and development. So the notion of increasing the quality of your life is really centered and hinged on fulfillment across, again, all of the environments that you participate in. So as we kind of talk through this today and the various concepts that I'm going to share with you, we're going to see the power of gratitude. We're going to learn that We need to be able to be in a state of mind where we can ebb and flow with life. We should have a sincere appreciation for the smallest things and those things that we would consider to be a blessing. And we should have some degree of contentment that is fostered on the inside of us and has nothing to do with external forces creating this level of happiness or fulfillment. So, This journey toward increasing life quality, it's not just this grandiose gesture. This is something we can have right now. And I'm going to unlock for you today exactly what you need to get this done, to get this deployed in your life. It's going to expand your horizons. It's going to give you a whole different respect for your relationships. And it's going to give you that fulfillment. So right out of the gates, we're going to talk about fulfillment and growth and how these two guys sort of team up together to help us with this first of three legs that we're going to discuss today. I love the principle of self-reflection. It's this regular time that I have each morning when I'm in meditation to really check in with me, see how I'm doing. I reflect on my values. I reflect on my strengths, my weaknesses, my aspirations, and my dreams. 
And I come away from that with a heightened sense of awareness. I've got a foundation from which to do life. I've got a clear vision for the day. And it allows me to make very good decisions. And because I've exercised discipline over my mentals, over my mind, over my brain, I don't have to go into the day handicapped, but instead I come into the day empowered, knowing that there's this 80% opportunity for my mind to obey me throughout the course of the day. And then I deploy with that learning. I am ever learning. I'm never satisfied with the level of understanding that I have. I'm looking broadly at a number of things, at a number of categories, many of which may not even literally have relevance in my life at the moment. But being a lifelong learner allows you to embrace a growth mindset. And we know that a growth mindset is one that is going to propel us to take on larger tasks that are outside of our comfort zone and excel. And everything that we can do to gain an edge or to help us live life to the fullest, to increase the quality of our life, these are the things we want to find ourselves doing on a day-to-day basis. And then I mentioned for just a brief moment, I want to go back to that, the idea of stepping out of your comfort zone. There isn't any way that we can do personal growth without pushing our boundaries. We have to be okay and we have to feel good about taking calculated risks. I, for a long time, found it very difficult to embrace change to the extent that it pushed me outside of my comfort zone. I felt like I had reached a certain income level. I had received accolades that were, I don't know, better than normal. And I had the respect of my peer group. Why do I need to press my boundaries? Why do I need to, you know, go outside of this comfort zone? I had to do that so that I could experience life at its fullest. I was only scratching the surface of what I was capable of. And it wasn't until I went outside my comfort zone and began to have an appreciation for what that's like, but more importantly, what it would yield, it was then I really started to accelerate my growth, my personal growth. I teach people now because I've developed some skill sets over the course of several years working in leadership, senior leadership. I teach people now how to have emotional intelligence, EQ. The foundation of EQ is self-awareness. One has to be ultra self-aware of what's going on inside of their being, what's going on with their emotions, what's going on with their feelings. And there's some self-regulation that takes place. That means that you see these things taking place and before they manifest in a way that you don't want them to, or that won't be appreciated by the hearer or the person on the other side of a conversation, you self-correct on the spot in your mind, holding fast all of the chemistry that's necessary for you to not have a facial change, for you to not have a change in temperament, for you to not exude anything bodily that will give the person indication that you're getting ready to feel some kind of way or behave some kind of way that's not necessarily you. 
EQ is a real cool thing because when you perfect this, you can find yourself in some of the most trying circumstances. And what tends to happen when you develop this skill set is you're able to think your way through it on the spot. You don't lose any emotional capital by getting mad, upset. You don't settle into a low-level vibration or a set of low-level vibrations that hold you captive. No, you don't do any of that. You remain calm, cool, and collected. You assess the situation. You determine what needs to take place expeditiously. You execute on it. You dust yourself off and you keep on your path. That's how you do that. Now, when you do something like that, of course, there's going to be an opportunity for your ego to get engaged. And there's no need for that. And how we tame that is we celebrate each of our wins. Immediately after that, we exercise gratitude. We have this habit built into us where we regularly acknowledge that all of these good things are happening. And as a result of these good things happening, our life is changing. And we know that there's a higher power at play, helping us, cultivating us, arranging circumstances and environmental conditions to help us to grow, to help us to get to a place where we can have a positive outlook and overcome all of the things that are trying to attack us or bring us down. This is the essence of fulfillment and personal development. Number two is along the lines of prioritizing health and well-being. Many of you will know that for a period of time, I had to take a cholesterol pill and a high blood pressure pill. And I said to myself, is this the way that I want to do life? Should I obey what my doctor said? You don't have to change anything, Michael. Just take these two pills, one in the morning, one in the evening. Make sure you take them at the same time. And you don't have to change anything, right? Your lifestyle can remain just as it is. When in fact, it was my lifestyle and my environment that was creating the need for me to take those two pills. So I radically changed all of that stuff. I got to a point where I had a balanced diet. I cut out carbs. I cut out sugar. I cut out salt. I cut out dairy. And I cut out fatty cuts of meat. I turned up my ability to consume copious amounts of vegetables. They didn't taste well, so I had to experiment with different spices that were heart healthy, that were cholesterol supporting to make those vegetables taste good. And I'm here to tell you today, family, I will make some vegetables for you that will rock your world. You talk about taste good. You think you're at a gourmet restaurant. Yeah, they're that good. I enjoy them now and my body loves them. So what am I saying? What's the big idea? Big idea is we've got to have a balanced diet that's primarily vegetables, lean meats, whole grains, do those sparingly, and healthy fats. Keep yourself hydrated. Reduce the amount of soda water you drink or cut it out altogether. Sugary drinks and any snacks, no matter what format they come in or candy, that has more than 10 grams of sugar. 
and then keep your alcohol consumption down. If you can cut out alcohol altogether, that'd be even better. If you have to have something, enjoy five ounces of red wine, no more than that. One glass, there's a whole lot of good things that can happen in your body. But when you start the second glass, all the benefits are lost from the first glass. The next thing is exercise. You've got to take time to put your body through a controlled amount of stress. There's fast walking. You can do some light jogging. You can do swimming. You can do yoga. But always marry that with strength training. You need, if you're over the age of 40, you need at least two days per week of strength training, working with weights, or you can use resistance against your own body. And there's high-intensity training that you can also deploy to achieve the same objective. Bottom line is you want to be doing something at least five days a week, three days a week of aerobic, and two days of anaerobic. Think about your sleep patterns. You need seven to nine hours per night of quality rest. You need to stop eating and drinking around 8 o'clock if you're going to go to bed at 10 o'clock. You need about two to three hours, depending on the person. If you can stop at 7, that'd be even better. Most people can't. So if you can stop at 8 and go to bed at 10, you should be in a position to get a good night's rest with a bunch of REM sleep where all of your restorative processes will take place. You will then wake up feeling refreshed and renewed. And then you've got to manage your stress. This is one of the biggest things that we look past. Sometimes our family provides stress. Sometimes our jobs provide stress. Sometimes our living conditions or our financial outlook or picture provide stress. Well, there's a way for us to deal with this. We can use breathing exercises. We can enter into a state of mindfulness. We can engage in a hobby. We can do something that elevates our feelings and our state. So it's important for us to know when we're feeling stress so we can deploy one of these mechanisms to tame it. Now let's talk about number three, nurturing relationships. We are relational beings. We were developed, we were made, we were bred to be in relationship. So I want you to begin practicing quality over quantity and focus on building deep, meaningful connections rather than a whole bunch of small, superficial relationships. Try to get people around you that will lift you up and pick you up and give you the support that you need to help you with your dreams, your goals, and your aspirations. Invest time and effort in just a few close relationships with people who are on the path that you're on that can understand some of the things you're going through with your pursuits. And I want you to think about effectively communicating. So often we communicate in a way that's very shallow, that doesn't get the point across, that, you know, leaves a lot to be desired. Let's abandon that approach in exchange for having healthy communication, practicing listening, not just waiting to talk. Hearing clearly what the person, our loved one, our spouse, whatever the case may be, is trying to communicate. There's this opportunity for us to have a genuine moment where we're paying attention. And the receiver knows if you're doing that or not. If you want the best from him or her, you've got to give them your best. And how do you do that? 
You do that by settling down, listening intently, giving some head nods at the appropriate time, and then saying back to them what they said. Gain an appreciation for what was communicated. Share it back and make sure you got it right. Then fill in the blanks. And then if you got something you want to express, express that honestly, but do it respectfully so you don't hurt their feelings. I love to put myself in other people's shoes by practicing empathy, by being understanding of what they're going through. If you're able to do this, it's going to allow you to foster stronger emotional bonds. It's going to help you navigate conflict with compassion. While we're talking about conflict, we know that conflict is inevitable in any situation and in all relationships. This thing can pop up, this indifference, right? This lack of agreement is what creates these conflicts. Learn effective conflict resolution skills, focusing on the issue at hand and seeking compromise. You don't always have to be right. Just decide to let some stuff go. And remember that conflict can be a wonderful opportunity for us to grow because it's going to show us something that acts as a trigger for us, that acts as a button. And by us being aware of this, we can go work on it and turn that button off. I want you to also think about your boundaries and establishing clear boundaries so that you are able to maintain balance between all of the different environments that you operate in. This is just something that you do for you. Boundaries are beautiful tools because they ensure that both parties feel comfortable and respected within the relationship. Nobody is feeling like uh, they're being taken advantage of. And then the final thing that I want to share with you is I want you to think about quality time. I want you to think about how you can develop a regimen on a daily basis to set aside cycles for you, time for you to hang out with you, to get to know you, to love on you, to care for you, to pamper you. And I don't know what that looks like. Maybe you like to go to Starbucks and do some people watching. Perhaps you want to just get in a quiet place and enjoy a book. You know, a lot of people like to prepare a meal. Some even enjoy washing dishes, I've heard. I like to go on a walk. Or maybe it's just having a good conversation with one of your family members or one of your aunts, nieces, or cousins or something. Whatever it is that makes you feel good, gives you energy, that boosts how you feel on the inside, that's the thing that you should do and do it often. I think that there's an opportunity for each and every person to increase the quality of life. We've covered several principles today. I know you're doing probably several of them, and it may be necessary for you to kind of replay this, listen to those that you're already doing, and make note now that you know what the content sounds like to pick up on those that you're not doing and incorporate those into your life. Whatever you do, keep working on you. Whatever you do, give 100%. And by all means, family, don't give up and don't give in because if you will just stay the course and implement principles like this, like you find 
on this podcast week over week, there is no doubt in my mind that you're going to be able to increase the quality of your life. It's going to have spillover effect into all of the arenas and all the environments that you operate in. And I so want that for you. And that's going to conclude this episode. Thank you for your time and attention. I want you to go over to the website, www.yourthoughtlife.com. Check out some of the cool stuff that we've done there with the site. I've only got a few slots left for next month if you're interested in enjoying some coaching and really 10xing your ability to grow and develop. So take some time and check that out. I want to remind you that you are enough. You can do it. You are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. And until next time, take care and be safe.